All right, you guys, I'm so excited. Um, everyone, this is Casey, AKA Miss Freddie. She is a certified professional photo organizer. <laughs> that is a thing. Is. I am like, I mean, that's so cool because I absolutely love this. She helps people all over the world make sense of photo messes and self-paced online courses, scanning, digitizing services, and full organization ses sessions conducted via screen share. Um, I, I can't even tell you. And so just to give you a little bit of a pre-cusp before Start Planner and Start Brands and all of that, I was a photographer for um, seven, eight years professionally. Awesome. Uh, I was so too. That's I, how I started. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So so tell me, number one, let's start with Freddie. Yeah. Where did that come from? <laughs> so uh, when I was born, my parents thought I looked like Fred Flintstone. Like in the hospital, I had a thick dark mop of hair on my head and they just said Fred Flintstone she looks like Fred Flintstone and they started calling me Fred as a, a baby more than they called me Casey and they still even to this day 37 years later call me Fred or Freddie not Casey and I don't know why I used to be real embarrassed about it like when kids would call my house in middle school and my parents would be like, Freddie, the phone's for you. I would just like cower like, oh my <laughs> gosh, my friends are going to find out. But now obviously I've embraced it. I've just become Miss Freddie. And uh, it, it is, it is what it is. People call me Casey or people call me Freddie. I respond to both. So you respond to both. I love it. Um, so tell me what kind of, you, you said briefly, I used to be a photographer. So are mm -hmm. you still a professional photographer? I mean, I guess once you're a photographer, you're always a photographer, right? You can't unsee the way you know things know. like white balance, light, composition. Like once you understand and you know those things, they're kind of with you, I think, through every aspect of life. Mm -hmm. But I love how you've taken that in a very specific niche direction. Because mm -hmm. I have read studies after studies and there's something like I think that they, the last time I read this, it was like 15% of photos taken now. I bet it's even way less because this was a couple of years ago. 15% of photos taken now in today's age, when you think uh, digital will be saved, it actually will be lost uh -huh. because it'll never be translated to an organizational form or to something printed mm -hmm. or in a method, you know, some sort of method and workflow for backing it up and organizing it. So what, what is, what kind of drove you in that direction? Well, so I started as a photographer, maybe it was 10 years ago now, and I did all sorts of things over my career. I did weddings and pets and kids, and I became Miss Freddie when I really focused on family photography, because I was like, that Miss Freddie is easy for kids to say. And so that's where the, the brand Miss Freddie started. Um, but I noticed I wanted to come up with some content from my blog or helpful content from for social media. And I was like, what do my clients want to know? And it was always about how to manage their digital overwhelm, how to back up their photos properly, whether it was from our photo session or not. The questions they had were all related to photo management or organization and not how do I get my kids to smile? And so I started just sharing some of that content on my blog and social media. And those posts just were so much more, more engagement. And that's what people were looking for from me. And I also make a family yearbook every year. And when I share that on social media, everybody just like has so many questions. I now have an online course all about my process because it is a little bit unique, but that is what everyone was looking to me for. And so I kept being like, that's great. 
but can you book a photo session? <laughs> and finally, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to embrace this. This is what people want. This is what I'm good at. It's a skill I have. And a lot of people don't, especially in the photography world. It, it's kind of shocking. Um, but the organizing thing was what came naturally to me and what I loved. So last year, I retired from photo sessions officially. Uh, and I don't really pick up my big camera very much anymore. And I focus full time on this. All right. So I've got questions for you because um, I, I feel like you and I are very similar. Mm -hmm. And what you said about photographers, I think that photographers in general are more creative. So yep. the creative mindsets don't have that organizational tick. So a lot of times their stuff isn't organized. So it's finding nope. those right pieces and putting workflows and things in place. So that also translates to half of the population is either right-brained or left-brained. So depending on who you are, even if you're really organized, those really organized people are like, they, if you don't know the software, of photography or how to organize it, you're like, help me. Yeah. And then the, the ones that like, don't even think about organization, they're really like, I for sure need help. Um, so this time of the year, which is the beginning of the year when we're recording this is typically when I go through, is it, is that when you do that? Yep, right away. Kind of make that family, family yearbook. Yeah. And so, and authentically, this is a kick in my butt because I have started procrastinating on it. Um, I'm divorced and life and my, my year started look, look not, like it normally did, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that for a lot of people, that's what happens, right? Like our lives start not looking normal or we start feeling not like our normal self and the photos. Like I've, heard, I've talked to so many people like, I don't love the way that I look. So I just didn't get in the photo. Like your kids don't care. It's just doing it and getting it organized and whatever your normal is, like that's what needs to be documented. So let's dive into some tips on what you can do. Because I think that, that a lot of people say, beginning of the year, you're doing this, right? But it's not that you're just doing it, that you're actually putting a system in place mm -hmm. throughout the year. So can you talk us through what is your kind of system? Mm -hmm. um, and then say I am someone that has a camera, but I also have this phone that I'm taking a lot of photos off my phone. How does the two kind of intermix? Yeah. My family yearbook this last year is almost entirely photos from my phone. Uh, like I said, I kind of stopped using my big camera but prior to that, my, they were always a mix. Both I intermingled the DSLR photos and the iPhone photos. It doesn't matter where they come from. They're part of the story. So they just kind of flow in the book together. And I think people are always surprised when I say my yearbook process takes me like three to four hours. I actually timed myself with the stopwatch this year and it took three hours exactly. And I think people build this up in their head. I'm going to do this yearbook, but I just don't have the time. I'm going to wait for this glorious week-long vacation I have, which is never going to come. And so that's why people never make the books. But you can find three hours after your kids go to bed or on the weekend, you can find three hours. So my process, which I've really streamlined to get down to that, the secret is to select the photos first. So view photo selection as its own process. Sit down and go through all the pictures from 2020 and star your favorites. Pick the favorites that are going to make it into the book. My goal is usually to be like 300 to 400 pictures, but obviously everyone's number is going to be different. And once you handle that as its own task, it makes the rest of the process so much easier because when you get to the book website or wherever you're making your book, you just bring what you already pre-selected and then you can focus just on getting the photos on the pages. You've already determined they're going on the pages. So you just got to get them there and design. So separating those two processes really streamlines the whole thing because then once you're making your pages, you don't get distracted by, 
oh, I need to go find that other photo and I need to delete this. And, oh, I don't really like this one. And once it's on the page, I don't like it. You're making all those decisions before you even get to the editor and start building your book. So that's my secret is I pick my photos first. I lay them all out on the page. I order my book. That's it. <laughs> well, I think that I, um, I'm, I'm very similar, but I had to add a second layer because I don't know if you're like this. I actually call on a monthly basis now. Uh-huh. And call in a photographer term is just basically I'm deleting Trash stuff it. that is, <laughs> yeah, I'm deleting stuff that's duplicates or eyes are closed or didn't love it or whatever. And I think that doing that, not in the same, in tandem as the same time you're doing the other stuff mm-hmm. is the big key. Um, otherwise you, you are going to get overwhelmed. Yeah. So I think that you're able to do that three to four hours because you're already doing a lot of the foundational legwork. Yes. Um, you know, before you get there. So let's talk about, so that's getting it to the photo album. So let's now talk about from the digital perspective. Um, So for myself, I actually um, export photos in a very specific way. I use the year, the month, the day of that month, what it is and a sequence. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is I have everything on an external hard drive and that hard drive is backed up to an online um, cloud so that I can search it. I can search it and I, I, I layer those folders in like specific years, specific months, and then I can see what those actually events are. So-and-so's birthday, like whatever it is. Do you have, and there's no wrong or right way. That's just what I do. What is your method? I'm curious. I organize everything together, meaning photos and videos, no matter where they come from, the camera or my phone. I organize them all together in folders by year and month on a hard drive. And then I have that backed up to both Dropbox and Amazon. So I can access that from my phone if I need to. Also, it just gives me the peace of mind that if that hard drive crashes, I have extra copies. So yes, I, I do something similar. They're folders by year and by month. I don't do a lot of renaming work on my own photos because the transfer method I use, meaning they come from my phone via Dropbox and Dropbox renames them all automatically to have year month date. So I keep that. So mine are named year month date, which having that information in the file name makes everything so much easier because if you ever find a loose photo here or there, you know exactly where it goes. I love that. So you basically are doing some legwork. So Mm -hmm. I love that, that actually, that would actually be a step that I wouldn't have to take right now. I am pulling photos in from my phone Mm -hmm. every single month and I'm actually deleting them off my phone, putting them in Lightroom because I'm a, you know, have the photographer, but a lot of people don't have that. So I love your method because um, you're, you're basically taking actually a step out of that. Yeah. Anybody can install the Amazon photos app on their phone. If you're a prime member, you already get unlimited photo storage for free and the full size. And so you just install that app on your phone and then it backs up everything. And so then you can go to, there's a program you install on your computer for Amazon. You can go there and see, Oh, there's all the pictures I just took and they're all labeled your month date. And then you can just copy them wherever you want them to go. So you don't ever have to plug your phone in. Uh, cause yeah, Lightroom's a great transfer method, but Lightroom is really overwhelming for most of the population. Mm-hmm, it is. Uh, but there's also like iPhoto mm-hmm. and any of those kind of things, if you're a Mac or depending on what it is, some of those can help cause you're not just doing it from your phone or you're not just doing it from just having it in a consolidated place. Um, mm-hmm. we are going to take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by startplanner.com your tool for a more organized life. Featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc.com, Start Planner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. 
align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. And I want to ask you a couple questions because this is, these are questions that I get asked. And it's it's like, I have, a, I have friends that call and like, I need help in organizing my stuff. I haven't done it for seven years, mm-hmm. you know, or five years or three years. So those people that are so behind, what would you speak to them? What would you tell them? I would tell them not to worry about the junk. Everyone's always surprised when I say that. But if you have seven years worth of weight on your shoulders, your first step naturally is going to be like, I'm going to go clean that up. I'm get rid of the screenshots and I'm going to get rid of the blurry photos. But that process when you're dealing with seven years worth of weight is a very big undertaking and you're going to get tired and you're going to stop. And so you won't have actually changed anything about your situation. So I tell people to ignore the junk. You can always go back and clean it up later, but the priority should be to get those to a hard drive or your computer if you have enough space on the computer and get them organized in a manner that makes them easier to handle and then get them backed up to the cloud so that you can sleep at night because that's the thing that's weighing on us is we're worried what happens to those seven years if I lose my phone or my computer dies. So having them saved in multiple places will give you that peace of mind. And my tip is always to try to save in three places, but start with just two. So the hard drive is my one, Dropbox is my two, and Amazon is my three. So start with just two, maybe your hard drive and pick a cloud service. I love it. Yeah. And (laughs) you guys, hard drives fail all the time. And I've had friends even that that haven't even had hard drives failed. They like had iPhones and they had everything on their iCloud and then they didn't have enough storage and then they started losing photos yep. and they didn't realize it was overwriting. So like making sure all of that is in place um, is really important because you guys, it's your life, it's your memories. Um, and whether, you know, and, and then actually another form of yours is uh, you actually have four because you're printing out. Too. Yeah, my family year. Uh, yep. Yeah, your family yearbook. So it's actually four. Um, so I love that. And I think that that that's a really good tip. Um, what do you think that is the biggest mistakes that people make when organizing? It is that going to the junk first, because you can spend 20 hours cleaning up junk on your phone and your photos are still not saved anywhere else. And so I think that's the biggest mistake I see. I also see it's extremely common for everyone to put all of their faith blindly trusting iCloud. And iCloud is a great service. It's super easy to turn on. And then your photos appear on your phone and on your computer seamlessly. But iCloud is a sync, which means in your case of your friend that maybe turned it off or maybe changed a setting and started losing things, they were getting lost everywhere because it's a sync. So if your toddler takes your phone and accidentally deletes three months worth of photos permanently, they also then got removed from iCloud. And so I see a lot of people blindly trusting iCloud as, okay, I feel like I'm probably backed up because I flipped that switch on and I'm paying Apple every month. That's not really, I wouldn't put all of my faith in it. I still would try to diversify and have an external hard drive in addition to a cloud. So your software is Dropbox, Amazon. And the hard drive. Hard drive. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which iCloud could be one of those three. I just don't, I already pay for Dropbox and Amazon, so I don't want to pay for iCloud too. So mine is hard drive um, and crash plan. Okay. So crash plan I know is a little bit different than Dropbox. So crash plan from my understanding is 
and I could be wrong, I'm quoting this, but I don't think I am. CrashPlant is actually backing up files mm -hmm. um, of a hard drive where Dropbox is actually storing it on mm -hmm. a cloud drive. So they're both a little bit different setup and functionalities. Um, yeah, the nice thing about CrashPlant is it's super automated. You just install their software and then it's just backing up your whole computer. Whereas I'm taking and my photos. And external hard drives. Yes, yep. And external hard drives. Yes. yes. Yeah, CrashPlan is is a good option if you want something really automated. I like being able to go to the Dropbox app on my phone and see all my year month folders and get my photos that way. I can share those folders with I use Dropbox too. There's a yeah. lot of great features of Dropbox, but Amazon has great features too. Google has some features too. iCloud has features. I mean, they they all each have their own pros and cons and everybody's situation is going to be unique. I have a free quiz on my website that it's missfreddy.com slash cloud that you answer a quick few quick questions and it will give you a suggested cloud service for you. So, you know, put in what your budget range is and privacy level concerns, that kind of stuff. And it will give you a suggestion that's personalized. So time machine, I think is also a common mis misconception because time machine is actually b backing up your computer, mm -hmm. your files, and your actual operating system at the time that it is. Yep. Um, but a lot of times it's not all of the individual files. If you have to restore it to a back date, you will lose whatever. So it's the same, same thing with iCloud. So that time machine, that iCloud is kind of just redundant in that. So you guys, I love that. Um, say it one more time where they can go and, and be able to find this out. Missfreddy.com slash cloud. And it's a quiz that yeah, you just put in a few, answer a few questions. It will take you maybe two minutes and it will spit out a recommendation. Well, Miss Freddie, tell them where they can find you. Obviously your website, you just said, but go ahead and say that again um, so that people can get connected and get organized and have everything organized and backed up and sleep at night. Yes, my website is missfreddie.com. On there, I have a whole bunch of self-paced courses. The most popular one is the Backup Bootcamp, and it helps you figure out how to get all those things to a hard drive and backed up to the cloud, basically everything we talked about today, but it has the video tutorials to take you through every single step in detail for both Mac and PC. And it's sort of like a choose your own adventure. You'll take that quiz, get the cloud service you want, and then you'll just follow the videos for Amazon, for example, or follow the videos for Dropbox. It's it's a great course that will give you all the information that you need. I'm also really active I, on Instagram. I'm at miss.freddy on Instagram. I don't know who is at Miss Freddy, but I'm the miss.freddy. I couldn't get my name on Instagram. Miss Freddy, you need to back I up. Know. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I think more than anything, the people that are overwhelmed, and I feel like even myself, I kind of need a kick in the butt. This, this listening to this and being on here with you is the kick in the butt that I need to get myself caught up my normal. Yeah. Um, I think what you're offering also for people is accountability. By signing up for something, you're not only being taught how to do it and how to do it the right way, but you're also like, I'm spending resources to be able to learn this. Now I'm also going to do this. Does that make sense? So yeah. I, I love how you have niched yourself into this area. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a niche. I, it is a niche, yeah. but I think it is so important. It's your life. It's your memories. Uh, so thank you. Yeah, sure. It was great to chat. Well, thank you for being on here. And everyone, you go check her out and get organized. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> thank you, Casey. Sure. You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.